let me say that the political if you like the political this is the news made us do this podcast it's myself Lex here with my boy AC you're not middle class you're not black white enjoy one podcast at a time discussing all things Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of the News Made Us Do This podcast. Today we are joined by, our first, this is actually our first time having guests on the podcast. So I would like to introduce you a lot. We'll give a warm welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. We do no claps or something. I do that in. Boom. <laughs> the Echo Chamber podcast, <laughs> which is hosted by two friends of mine, Jade and Ez. Friends of ours. Uh, <laughs> friends of ours, sorry. Friends of ours. Friends of ours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and today, look on so, so today, we're, we're taking and quarantine. It's all a bit tiring. There's big things in the world at play that are affecting us as a people. Um, and I'm talking about the death of George Floyd. Uh, George Floyd, for those who don't know, was murdered by a Minnesota police officer uh, being choked to death for what was alleged uh, forgery. Apparently, he allegedly produced a bad check. And um, yeah, he was murdered on the streets of Minnesota. Uh, so really what we want to discuss is I thought like this one has triggered another wave of online uh, activism again mm-hmm. and what I want to discuss is you know what is it that what is what are the solutions or what is it what can we do as people of the diaspora the African diaspora to show solidarity and awareness uh, to the to the basic the fuckeries that's going on uh, in the west particularly in America to our African-American brothers and sisters. So um, I'd like to open up the floor to anyone that has any ideas or any, that just wants to say, just speak your mind, speak your piece. What do you, firstly, maybe what do you want to discuss as in that, what do you feel even led to a a situation like this? What is it that gives police officers the right to be able to just kill somebody without any ramifications? Mm And you know what is here? It's like, obviously, the, any answer we come up with is, I doubt it's ever going to be simple or whatever, or going to be even answer this issue since it's a, it's a, it's a, it's kind of like a multitude of complexity because it's happening for a build up of time and I guess a transition of time as well. As obviously we've had, we've come from quite a dark history anyway, ourselves in the Western world. They've obviously, the introduction to black people in um, the Western world was never really great initially on a mass scale, if you know what I'm trying to say. So we've already had a bad start in Western society and it seems as though that negative start is still present today, which is obviously known. However, in the, in the eyes of the mainstream media, I feel like that kind of history has been tried to be whitewashed and ignored and the voices of black people as a group, especially in these Western societies, is drowned. Yet, yeah, you know, it's kind of drowned, ignored and said that, oh, this, this reality that you're kind of painting isn't real yet. Due to, you know, social media advancements in technology, we can now see in this present day that, 
yeah, actually, this violence is real and what the agenda is actually happening. I mean, there's a quote by or tweet by Will Smith who says, um, he said that um, it's not that people, more racism, racism is increasing, it's just that now it's being filmed. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. yeah like, I, I, I fully agree with what you are saying. Um, I just think it's a fuckery to be just point blank straight up. I just think this is a, like this morning I woke up um so i'm not yeah i don't really like to engage with um online conversations for a number of reasons but um yesterday i was like just i was plugged in a little bit more than i would naturally be um and i woke up and i just felt sick i felt really heavy and i felt really like aware of the impact of engaging in all of that yesterday on my body like in my mind in my body how i felt today i just thought this is a fuckery that like i'm waking up feeling like this literally because somebody that has a skin tone that's similar to mine just because of that he's dead like he's, he's dead and it sparked this, this kind of international uproar um so I, w- I think I was aware of that, that the kind of the personal impact on my well-being and my state of mind. Mm-hmm. And then I was, I, I got thinking about like, just this is not the first time, is it? This is not the first time. Even in terms of that, like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Eric Garner, we've we've heard these exact words. We've seen this exact thing happen um, multiple times in the states, particularly. And I'm just, so I I was kind of raking my brain today thinking what can be done like practically because yesterday engaging with all the online the tweets the instagram posts all of that it was draining um and i'll speak for myself i can't speak for everybody but for me i don't feel like anything i did yesterday moved the conversation forward or contributed anything that will, will will be translated into change so that's for me. I'm not saying that everyone doing that. I'm not speaking for the black community. I'm speaking for Ed, yeah. yeah. Um, but then at the same time, I feel like, what can I do? So I've, I've really been thinking that like, practically, what can I do? Um, A, to show solidarity, raise awareness, and B, to as much as possible to prevent that in the circumstance that I'm in in London. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so essentially, it is, it, like you said, it's a weird one. It's like the trauma obviously is having a global effect. Why? Because it's, it's horrible to see. It's horrible to hear. It's not even the fact that he died. Yeah, it's the fact that he was murdered in public under the supervision, like under the, like, you know, under the spectators in the public. People are seeing this cruel way of, of another human being, another life being kind of literally sucked away from from here due to someone's personal underlying agenda. Even they might not have known exactly how how it's led to this. I'm sure they didn't expect to be fucking murdering someone on camera when they woke up that day. Like, yeah, this is what's happened because of your kind of like unaddressed, fucking repressed racial prejudice at the end of the day. Like, it's like, these feelings are, are definitely like, it, it's fucked, like, 
you know, and watching that also as a black person is definitely traumatic. Like you said, it's not easy to watch at all or to hear. Like even hearing you repeat those words, like I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Like, like, like it does something. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like it definitely triggers. I know it's not a surprise that during this time of quarantine, when we all have time on our hands and we're just trying to, you know, get by through this common enemy or all together, it is now that this act of division and total disregard for human life and black life, most importantly, you know, has taken place. Like, like we've all got time on our hands now to be active. We've all got time on our hands now to actually support a leader that has the interest of the group that, that, you, that we're part of. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So like at this time now, as individuals, I definitely think it's time to take a look at ourselves and the way that we approach things and look at the way we tolerate things and decide, listen, this is not tolerable no more. Like, like you know, like if I have friends that say that to generally my friends and they, they can post a picture of a France flag because the fucking building burnt down, but they can't fucking post up and act right when another human being, another black person is being murdered by a systematic state then to me, you're not really my ally. You're not my friend, my ally. You don't care for me. I'm, I, I must have been your source of entertainment at that point because the moment my heart is breaking, you're not here shaking with me. You want to just enjoy, enjoy, enjoy whatever I'm bringing to the table, but you don't want to enjoy or go through my pain, which is what kind of what I see what a friend will do and an ally. So it's definitely a trigger for me personally in terms of um, how, how I will go around socialising in future with people and to understand who I'm, who I'm with and if they actually are in the social, um, if they actually are like subscribed to my true culture or they're just there to pimp from it. You know what I mean? Because right now, the people that are quiet, it's telling. I think you've addressed quite a few interesting things and um, that speak to, I think, just a few shifts I feel I've had since, um, admitting since yesterday yeah um which is also interesting because this is not the first instance of police brutality during this period of time um in quarantine and it's not the first instance of police brutality um only in america we've had two instances of police brutality in the uk during this lockdown period um which has been like a over sort of yeah conveyance of an excessive use of force mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but anyway um speaking of the shifts i think one shift that's been really interesting for me particularly based on my temperament um and what i'm just generally on is um i am very much thinking about how necessary writing is mm -hmm. and how necessary writing is as a way of just burning this down burning burning this down um, I, interestingly, funnily enough, um, and interestingly enough, um, I thought a lot um, during a period of time in my life about joining the police force. Um, the, my, the reasons why huh? were nothing to do with, yeah, 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 yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was easy. Was little ways. Nah, I Cool, cool. Uh, <laughs> Trying to um, this is her. <laughs> I'm just shocked right now, but we'll talk after. Oh, okay. Right, we'll okay. talk after. We'll talk after. Mute your mics if you're. Mute your mics if you're. We need people on the inside. 
Well, go on, go okay, on. Okay, so it's interesting that you say that, but no, the motivation wasn't necessarily to do with like blackness and, and brutality and whatever. Um, it was more to do with a job that I was doing at the time, um, which was in the youth, yeah, arguably in the youth sector. It was after the um, Rotherham inquiry into child um, grooming. And um, I was working in the sector for some time, and I just saw that the only people that had um, anything in the sector were um, police officers, basically. So um, that made me think a lot about um, joining the police force um, and being a child protection officer specifically. So anyway, that's interesting because I've just I just mentioned that to um, convey my angle, basically, and. It, I guess it speaks to my temperament. I'm quite a diplomatic person, not necessarily very violent. But um, as of late, particularly this year, and I think particularly since the coronavirus stuff and seeing how systemically things, um, things are, we live a very, like, just a very unfair existence. Um, yeah, capitalism and the system more generally is very, like, interested in our demise and our... Um, and yeah, I think that writing is the only yeah remedy to that burning, burning and tearing it down, ripping it up is the only remedy to what is happening and what happens with our everyday existence. Even if I'm not necessarily at risk of being attacked by the police, given my gender, um, even given like some elements of social mobility, so like being educated and stuff, mm-hmm. um, there are still ways that the system is coming from manic basically um so that was an interesting shift another shift as well was um seeing the imagery um and how much it just um made me feel like i don't want to see this online anymore i really don't need this online anymore um it's not fair to have to see this and i think that people are very much mindlessly sharing this content online um and yeah just conversations around that so yeah those are the two quite significant shifts but yeah no, for real. Those, those, those are quite important to highlight as well, for sure. Um, just to ask you, hark back on um, something that Jade said, yeah, about joining the police force. I <laughs> 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 that one took me for a surprise. But, but obviously, saying that you want to join really, Clive. What? But listen, I'll t- I'm, I, I can easily say this. I have there's no I have no love in my heart for police here. None, zero. I have none. I had, a, I had a very, very, very bad incident with police officers when I was 16 years old. After that, never again. Like, if even if police told me to stop, I wouldn't stop. I don't like nothing. I have no interaction with police whatsoever. And this is this is because I'll, I'll come to that story later, actually. But in regards to this situation, um, in regards to uh, joining the police force, there's an interesting film. Did anyone? Did you not watch Love Island this year? Yeah. No, I've never watched it. No, right. there was a black brother. I me neither. I don't watch it too. Um, but yeah, there was a black brother, yeah. I watch it all the time. <laughs> but there was a black brother in there, a, a black brother, a Ghanaian brother. He was part of the police force. And I remember when everyone found out he was part of the police, everyone was like, How can you be black and join the police? All this kind of stuff. I share some of those sentiments too. I don't want if you're a police officer, I don't know if we could be friends. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, but. but I do understand there's a systemic thing that we that needs to happen where there needs to be more black faces in the police force. To, you, could, you could still be a black police officer and still have disregard to uh, a black body so that would mean nothing being a black yeah. police officer doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna I agree can people. I ask something though yeah go on. let me ask to you specifically actually Lex 
Um, okay. So I, we're very interested in that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I can't speak for you. Yeah. I, I can't speak for you as a, as a man now. Maybe yeah. as a teenager, I could have spoken for you. But um, I would have assumed that maybe the opportunity to be a politician or to, yeah. to yeah, to be a politician or to be an MP or whatever, that would appeal to you. Do yeah. you see a significant difference between um, being a politician or an MP or whatever and, and still being part of a system that is, do you know what I mean, fuckery? Do you, do you see it the same way? A hundred percent. You, I mean, you're right. Obviously, as teenagers, I definitely would have said, oh, yeah, being a politician would be something that I'll be interested in. But obviously, through the years, and the, when you see the, the basically the fuckeries that built for us in that regard, I live in a constant. I live in a constant. The first black MP was ever first black female MP was ever voted in. So that brings me some sort of pride. However, in terms of actual, but this same black female MP, she gets crucified by both the, by the media and by just society in general. I'm like as a black as a black woman. Tom, so the, the, David Lammy, yeah, MP of Tottenham, is probably one of the most intelligent people in terms of academia in 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 um in Parliament. Yet. Yeah. He, he's literally disregarded like no one listens to him when it came to he's an idiot he, and, and I'm, I'm not gonna lie and he says some stupid stuff but this is the whole thing about assimilation into western society I'm not trying to be more British or more white in that sense I want to be black Ghanaian that's who I am like I was just happened to be born in this country because my mum came here as an economic migrant because she can make 15 pounds washing dishes as opposed to four pounds working in the office somewhere in Accra in the 1990s whatever so she's an economic migrant. So that's the only reason why I'm here. And obviously I've taken off, and obviously due to that, I've taken opportunities for social mobility as well, but that's another discussion. But um, what I'm saying is, so like, like what you said with the police force, these institutions you find weren't designed for black people in the, in the sense that one, to be working in them and also to protect them. So we know like this, we have a huge history in terms of black British history which I want to say because also there's a lot of focus on African American history in terms of like in terms of being in school when you think about it I don't remember learning anything to do with black British history half black Lardock Piano. Yeah. But yeah. everything else was like civil rights movement. Again, things I'm very happy that we studied, but I didn't know about the um the political motives that led to the Brixton riots in um the nineteen eighties. Or um, the city, or the even the the, the circumstances that led to that led to the border of farm rights and all that kind of stuff. Nine or, nine. You know, or how significant what um, the McPherson report was when um, uh, Stephen Lawrence was murdered. That was that 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 report basically said in plain white that the police force are institutionally racist. Mm-hmm. On that one as well, can I just also just nip in? So I was aware that um, the family were being watched. But it's only as an adult now that I understand they were being watched because they didn't want that that conclusion in the McPherson inquiry to come out. They wanted to stop that conclusion from being made. I never made that link until I was a, an adult. Um, but yeah. See, can, I, can I touch on your point as well about um, the comparison between the MP and the police force? I, again, I think they're both, yeah, pagans, both of them. Both, both like, occupations, I'm not... I personally wouldn't find myself in either of those parts. Um, but I do think the difference between um, 
an MP and a police officer is essentially an MP in theory is a lawmaker and the police officer is a, police officers are the law enforcers, which I do think is a little bit different. I think that in, in within politics, there is a little bit more scope to negotiate change um, institutionally than there is within an institution like the police force. And I feel like looking at the Met anyway, I can't speak for like other forces across the country, but looking at my experience of the Met, my lived experience of it, the experience of the young people that I work with and see, and just like being from and seeing, like growing up and seeing how the black community, that the London black community engage with the police um, or the police engage with us. Um, I feel like, and I know, I know police officers, I know very well-meaning police officers, but to me, it's like, you can't, you can't say that oh, I'm working for the devil, trying to do good, essentially. That like, I don't, it, it, to me, it is that bad. It is, it is as bad as working for the devil. Um, because the level of like, just yeah, the, the level of what's what's gone on with them historically, what's happening still today, the way in which police officers engage, and I'm talking about London now. So America, we we can get onto and we can unpick the um the scenarios now. We can unpick that a little bit more. But I feel like in London, what I have seen with my eyes, it scarred me. It scarred me. Um, and that's just, I'm one person. So not to talk about like. The whole community and the impact that historically engagement with the police has had on black brits in london it's mad i hear you i do definitely hear you um i think that there's a point that you make in terms of like enforcement versus creation um and it's i think that um change i think that the change making as an mp um, there's an opportunity for you to make change maybe on a macro level um, and as a police officer there's only opportunity for you to make change on a macro level mm-hmm. um, if you decided to so if I was on patrol with my colleague who wanted to arrest a young black man I only have power in that one specific situation to say anything potentially um, but, but like, do you even have any... So you saying something... Yeah. Like, so but you say Arguably, that. as a, as an MP as well, we say, but do you really... Do you really... Do you understand what I'm saying? So I think, as a, as a system, I work for... I work for a company that has a monopoly on um, a basic public service. Um, mm-hmm. I can even see in working there, yep. they're not enforcers. They do make legislation, actually, but they're not. An, they, they even have an enforcement, but they even have enforcement bodies too. I, I can see how I collude with the fuckery working for them too. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think it's interesting, and I just think it's interesting. My motivation for when I had when I was thinking about it for the couple of months that I did think about um, the police and and um, and these young women, these young women that needed to be protected um, and couldn't be protected. Um, by the care sector um, yeah. and it was only the police service that could protect them from um rape and and um and exploitation but yeah see this is my thing here is that i proper have different views from the civil union the fact that like i believe that police and politicians are necessary things in it and our unique can our position being like born in this country and raised in this country does it mean that we should for example, 
just exclude ourselves from the what is going on. That whole reality of having not one black person in the police or every black person hating the police because of is um, traditionally institutional racist, in my opinion, alienates and isolates and doesn't even give you a chance to put in the playing field. Secondly, it's like, okay, cool, without, without those kind of infrastructure, yeah, you can't really have a, a fucking estate. You know what I mean? Like, like what, what, there's, no, there's no order without that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? In my, in my I opinion, don't think that we're saying, I don't that we're saying fuck, fuck um, having police no, and fuck having politicians. No. Um, but, and, I, and I think Ez was very explicit when she talked about the Met, but this goes back to what I was saying. The system needs to be torn up. So the police need to, it needs to be torn up. It needs to be built up from the ground. Um, the, the system more generally needs to be torn up and burnt down and built back up. Um, from with a different with different ideologies with different yeah grounding essentially that's, that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of where i lead along on those lines it's like the participation currently isn't done appropriately and i think that the process of how things have been are being managed is what needs to be addressed the process of how things are ha- occurring of how these incidents are occurring needs to be looked at and the process of how how um to prevent these kind of situations but i definitely don't like subscribe to anything too radical because i think it's just like it's not practical in my experience and i feel like when you kind of dream about the unpractical you don't get to make practical and real life changes and certain times it's like when you're hearing these things it's likely that we're speaking as obviously um we've mentioned that certain education is lucky to be educated to a certain level but not everybody is that's the thing there's more people that are uneducated than that are. More people take on what is said than what is meant, if that makes sense. Intention is an easy thing to be missed in a, in a statement or in a position, you know? Yeah, those actions could lead to better positives from saying, I don't trust police or fuck all the police, I would never join them, and also burn and tear down. But that also can lead to misinterpretation. Which is why, referring back to Queen and Slim, when that young boy took the gun to shoot the officer, is what yeah. kind of gets, that's what it reminds me of. When I was a young boy, I was very impressionable. I won't lie. And having the adults say, fuck the police and whatnot, will make me fully kind of go out of my way to say, so what, so what, so what's the alternatives to not say fuck the police and then do what? Is to educate and empower through education of systems and process and how to react and respond and report so we have the power of media and social and basically social conformity people change to what they see what they know what is what is told in the past the media was not this accessible why because of technology and the internet we have these tools and resources now which is where we spread this information which is where we found out this even recent action and has had led to kind of a difference in the way people are protesting for example, yeah. So an alternative that I subscribe to is 100% education as well as empowerment. And how you empower yourself, one sec, sorry, how you empower yourself, yeah, is by becoming organized. And if you do not become organized, yeah, you cannot do anything. But you can easily, as individuals, say fuck everything. But fucking everything also fucks you. You know what I'm trying to say? 
And I don't have to do things that do to me eventually fucking myself over, if that makes sense. And that is where the fuck everything, I think, takes takes society, individuals, and groups. Whereas if you're going to move like that, I understand because there's a history of you moving like that. There's a trend of you moving like that. Cool. How am I going to now react and kind of like take away the oxygen? Take away the air so your fire has no place to exist. How would I do that? By learning about voids and how to create a void. You know what I'm trying to say? And that can be done through process and empowerment and education, which is what I believe and what I kind of do for my younger generation and the people around me. Yeah, X, X. I, I definitely agree with your with what you're saying in regards to obviously it can't just we we can't just keep this and whatnot. So fuck the police. Like it's definitely is a live statement. Like it's fuck the police, but it's fuck the police. But be smart about fucking the police. Exactly. That's it's not about be smart. People no, no, I get that. I get. Hear me out. I hear what you're saying in regards to yes. This is the thing. We're a unique generation as well. Yeah. For once, and for, for once, we as Black British, British people, we have a stake in this. Really, we have a stake in it. One that our parents ever had. So one of the things that we as Black British people... African, African as well, because Caribbeans have been in... Yeah, Caribbean, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, Caribbeans yeah, have been in for yeah, a while. Yeah, they're different understandings of the way the world but works. I think, I think the identity of Black Britishness is something that's still forming. I don't think we've finally... I don't think we actually really know what it is yet. Yeah, we're, we're defining it. It's still... It's still like still being changing uh, ever so often. But what I'm saying is, in regards to what you're saying, infiltrating these inf- institutions and stuff, I came back to the young black police officer that was on the island. He ended up leaving like a year due to the institutional racism that he was facing within the police force. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's also a deeper, there's also a bigger, bigger. Um, a bigger issue that's at hand than just you know black police officers stopping and searching black um, black bodies fifteen times more than white bodies and all that kind of stuff is literally to do with cool. Do they see us as humans? And when I say us, I'm talking about the police force. Do they see us as humans? Do they want to do? Oh, in terms of if they're if, if they're um, there's them and serve whatever, are we one of those people they want to protect? Black politicians. There's black. Poli- there's black politicians in the Conservative Party that probably have no connection to when I when I say to like the working class every black man because they've you know transcended um, Western white European life and then now you know rubbing shoulders with people that went to Eton and all that kind of stuff. Where it's like ah you know what what happened to uh, the young brother in Holly Street when he got uh, killed by the police. It doesn't. Re- it doesn't relate to him. It doesn't. He doesn't feel anything to it, apart from the guy. That, apart from the fact that the guy shares the same skin color as as he. Mm-hmm. So, but it's it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult one. It really is a difficult one because how do we? How do we? How? I guess how do we change how? the system with? How do we change the system from within? How? And that's and this is and sorry, let me just finish my point. This is where I feel like allies is then the the uh, major thing. This is when we need more like Jeremy Corbyn's who are. On, on 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 the face, he blends in with everyone. If he puts on a, you know, as they like to say, puts on a proper suit, he blends in with everyone. But he also has, but in in terms of his sentiment and his beliefs, he believes that people of the African diaspora should be treated equally. He believes that debts in Africa should be cancelled. He believes that um, uh, the Windrush generation who were illegally sent home should have been should be rectified and compensation should be given. So, 
So it re- really, it's, it, this as crazy as it sounds, yeah, I used to work on a firm where uh, my boss told me that an ex-colleague had, had an Asian guy had set up a business but he and when he went to go and pitch his business to an insurance company, the insurance guy told him, "If you come back with a white face, you definitely get you definitely this business will blow, whatever like that." So made that's what I'm saying. This is where our allies need to come in to check and be like, "Cool." When but, we're in these spaces, say, we're in, we're, when we're in these spaces, we're not taken seriously. This so, is the point. The point is, yeah, we no, wait, let us let us let us get a word. Let us let's let us get a word. Because I feel like there's been quite a few different points that I would like to touch on. I'm going to really try very hard to be concise here, yeah? But I think that um, I am a strong believer that every single one needs to know our stance and our position in terms of progressing black British people. Black, the black, for across the I'm Again, I'm being intentional by saying black British people because I feel like um, on on the point that Ace made about being um, effective and not necessarily being, what's the, word, what's the word, I can't remember the word you used, but something along the lines of like not being idealist. So I'm a strong believer we need to practically think about what we can do, yeah? Mm-hmm. When you said the whole thing about oh, that the younger generation, so I work with young people, and that's pretty much been my like the only job I've ever done, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So I work with young people, and I feel like I believe that there are ways to there are ways to educate young people whilst also maintaining a stance of fuck the police. There yeah. are ways to to affirm young people because young people that experience police in ways that I don't so I now have got to a place in society or got to a place in my life where I know how to present in a way that I'm not I I personally I'm not getting stopped and searched that's not my lived experience anymore I personally I'm not having run-ins with the law in ways that maybe as a teenager I was or I saw the man them growing up that's not my lived experience anymore but these young people that are getting roughed up that are getting um verbally abused that are getting disproportionately stopped and searched, et cetera, et cetera. That is their lived experience. So when they come to me on the fuck the police thing, I can very much affirm them because fuck the police. Because actually the way that you're being treated is very unfair. Um, so I can affirm that. But by affirming that doesn't necessarily mean I'm saying, and let's take it to the streets and, and aimlessly riot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel that I agree with you in the sense that we do need to find ways to um, I think educate so. and empower Fuck the police by black. Do you get it? Because realistically, yeah, we have to have a stance on the police. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the language we're using that keeps recurring is what systematically gets ingrained into our brains and our thinking. So just hearing fuck the police is a cool buzzword. Cool. How do you act on that? Directly and indirectly. But the reality is, is fuck the police and build, build your own. Build. That's the main message. We can't just keep fucking everything without making anything. You know what I'm trying to say? And the, the direct link of communication needs to be that, okay, yeah, we're aware we're this, but guess what? We're building on ourselves. We're investing in ourselves. We acknowledge the good in our own community. And this is why you, it's so easy to see. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I just feel like I'm tired of, like, I'm, I'm kind of, like, tired of hearing what we don't have more than what we do have. 
So but then you can be building and buying all the black that you're buying. Yeah, yeah. You're, so, for example, you can be doing every everything right, everything right, yeah. And encounter the law, and encounter the law, and you were based on the institutional racism of not just the police force, but every single institution that exists in this mm-hmm. country. You are still disproportionately being affected. Yes. As, like, you're, as, if, if you, that's if, if you as a black person, it's us that are having to navigate and live with the injustice of mm-hmm. these institutions. So I feel like it's very important for me anyway, it's very important to acknowledge that. That yep. to me is realistic. So starting from that, oh, what's a realistic way to, to combat this? I think it's acknowledging, do you know what? This is a load of shit. Mm-hmm. Cool. Where do we go next? And like, going back to what I was saying about knowing our individual stance on things and knowing where I, so for example, what, what my skills are, what my temperament is, what my interests are, what I can offer to this quote-unquote movement. And even that, I'm using that word very loosely because I don't actually think a a Black British movement exists personally. But yeah, so what I can offer is different to what you can offer, is different to what Let's can offer, is different to what Jade can offer. And I feel like, again, we've mentioned it a few times, and I hear it all the time, um, this, this idea around organising. To me now, it's starting to sound like a buzzword. We say organise, organise, and then I don't, I personally, I'm not seeing much being organised, which is why, again, in my work or in, like, through the podcast or through the different platforms and mediums that I engage with, mm-hmm. that is my version of contribute, contributing towards the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's important that like, having these conversations across gender, so I think this is an important conversation that we're having mm-hmm. um, with you guys that are from a similar environment. Um, we, we're not always going to have the same views and stuff, but I think this is a version of organising. This is what not I'm the sake of talking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'll shut up now. You're touching everything that you've said, yeah, is exactly the angle. But those are the words that are missed when we say simply, fuck the police. And yeah, because we just say that, but what you just said is not discussed, is not repeated. You know, it's not reaffirmed. The reaffirmation is fuck the police. And that's what you become. You don't reaffirm what you just said. Become organised. Do this, do that to get here. Focus on the next picture. We, do you know why I'm saying this? Because it starts we, and oh, ends with the police, though. It starts it, with yeah, fuck the police. Yes, we, we know to the, 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 and to conclude, fuck the police. Here's what I'm trying to say. Here's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Universally, we know fuck the police already, but we're not. We don't know the second step. So why aren't we focusing on the second step? When regardless of how committed we keep reminding everyone we are to fuck the police, yeah, this shit is still happening. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's, like, it's like trying to repeat the same medicine for a sickness that isn't being cured because the medicine isn't strong enough. You're saying fight the police with no guns. We have to make ammunition. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, go on, go on, go on, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Um, a couple of, a few points, just a couple of things um, before, because the conversation's like so, like we're going off on so many tangents um, and there's so much to be said. We're having so many conversations within a conversation. But um, just on the point of ally, you mentioned Lex. Um, to listen to us, it's a place in the production of knowledge and the teaching of alternative, quote unquote, alternative knowledge as well. Ally is going to be able to do anything. It's 
going to be because you've been taught or because you are consuming particular types of knowledge um still being educated and existing in the current system isn't gonna help you to be an effective ally basically mm. um i think as well i acknowledge that we all have a different role not everyone's thing is going to be to riot but i think when we think beyond um a lot of what you're talking well, a lot of what you're talking about strikes me as still existing in this system and i just don't think that that's helpful anymore and it's interesting because my um stance has changed over the years so much and my temperament isn't to be isn't to riot but i think that i've gotten to a place where it's like you know what this thing has to be burnt down to the ground like this thing cannot exist anymore it can't even what you're talking about black, buying black um is still feeding into a system of capitalism um when somebody's setting up a business um and they want to they want to set up this business as they they open a restaurant or they open a supermarket or whatever I still don't feel confident that setting up that business or the ideas behind setting up that business doesn't still buy into trickle down theory, which we all know is fuckery and bullshit. Do you know what I mean? It's still capitalism. It still panders to what we've been told for all of these years and hasn't done anything. It hasn't produced anything. So I just think that we need to be really mindful and dissect exactly what we're saying. Um, I feel like I'm sitting here dissecting a lot what you're saying ace and i'm just thinking yeah nah but nah do you know what i mean yeah i'm not um, surprised but yeah i'm not surprised a lot Yo, of- hey, let me get in let me let me get in quickly just uh um to in regards to what jade said yeah um i, I definitely have to agree i think the, the systems in which we live in as um as an people have to be burnt down and has to be remolded or start again uh whatnot um, start from oh, where? Start from where? This is it. 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 Because I'm just talking out your in in some sort of like kind of like I don't know. Like this is not GTA. Wait, hey, let me get in. Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish my point. I, I, I de- and I definitely agree with you because this is what this is the issue that um, not only us, not only us as a people. So when I say us, like black people, this is the same issue that uh, working class white people in this country have had for for hundreds of years. How do they re? How do they change the system? What do they do to change the system? Okay, they've done. They've had. They've they managed. They've had some effective wins over the years. So they've unionized. They've got unions. Um, you know, if they fought for uh, um, the minimum wage, all those kind of things. That's that's in reference to like working class white people. That benefits us all. So mm-hmm. in regards to us as a people, how mm-hmm. do we burn it down? And I'll be honest with you, it's not about burning it down. But it's about shifting our paradigm and our mindset. I'm a Pan-Africanist. You, I think, I think me and you have very. I know me and you have very different ideologies of our our um, roles in this country. Mm-hmm. I have I I've inherited my mother's economic migrant mindset. I only see this country as a place and a, a place to make money. That's all I see. My future and um, and ideally my retirement will probably be back home on the continent. That's the truth. So. In regards to, in regards to, and how um, are you working? Down, wait, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. In regards to burning it down, you're right. It might not be burning it down, but one thing I know about us and a system that oppresses people, you have to hit them in their pocket. So if we as a people all started to change our mindset, be like, you know what? Let's spend, let's send more money back home, or let's 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 let's, let's go back home. Isn't that huh? black? No, no, not buying black because African people don't even see themselves as black. They just Africans. Black, oh. black, only black when they're in Western society. No, so I don't, hey, I don't, I don't agree not, with that. I'm not reinvesting into the community, then back in Africa. 
No, no, it's, it's a different, it's a different, it's, it's, it's like nation building almost. It's a different, it's a whole it's different. Like a reinvestment. Huh? Is that not Can I say something? Can I just step in? Because it's interesting, Lex, I tend to, the way that I tend to think, um, and a lot of how my career, um, it's carving itself out academically and as a creative, is that um, there are groups of black people, there are groups of, um, yeah, there are groups of black people, African and Caribbean, who see this place as home. They see Britain as home. They don't hold the same ideals and beliefs that you've just said that you have. Do you know what I mean about going back home? They see this as their home, actually. Let me help, let me, um, sorry, let me, I'm going to let you finish it. That's because, and again, I always say this, that's because my arrogance of being a first-generation Brit and having such a strong connection to my motherland. That's why. But obviously, if I know my brothers and sisters from the African Caribbean that are five generations in might have a very different uh, link to this country even some people that are even some people that are first generation that are born that's what I was just about to say. I, like I'm in a household with three like my mum gave birth to three children my mum raised four children and all four have got very different um relationships with our identity mm-hmm. we have all we all so what I I very much similar to you I very much identify as being from the tribe that I am from, then the country that I am from, and then Black British comes last for me. Um, and even then, Black British, not British, not English. Even I think Black London. Even a Londoner. Black London. Even, I'm Black Londoner. Even that. Yeah, even I'm a Black Londoner. Um, and uh, sorry, Jade, I'm going to let you finish, but I just I think that so I, I'm just aware of the fact that like based I'm aware of the way the conversation is going and like how it's interesting because we can have differences of opinions on all of these things, which is completely fine. Um, But then where do we, where do we go in terms of we're still being killed? That I feel like bringing it kind of reeling it back in. So you, the Pan-African, the Black Brit, the Londoner, the I don't ascribe to any nation person. That's all wonderful. I feel that there is a, there is a one, one thing that is consistent. One thing that does feel consistent for me is regardless of where you place yourself on that, on that scale whether you want to riot or whether you want to become the chief of the police whichever one it is when you see a black man being kneeled on in the street and killed because he's got the same skin as you it affects you viscerally mm-hmm. something needs to give something needs to change what is that I'm i agree sorry, sorry to cut you yeah. out but let jade finish her point sorry jade just um i can't even remember the point that i was making but just in answer to your question, it is burning down the system. And we can, I can, we can look at it metaphorically or we can look at it in reality. We can go out and riot and burn, burn them down and that will be hitting them in their pocket. We could do it metaphorically as well, which is what you said, Lex, a paradigm, a paradigm shift. It does need to be a paradigm shift. I am, my temperament, my experience, what I can offer, I am more likely to be on a paradigm shift kind of thing and that is being that we do knowledge that we are that we do have um a place in in knowledge production we do have a place in making laws all of those things don't currently exist and that's just the truth they don't exist and as much as we get the trick as long as we buy in as much as we buy into the triple down theory whether that is economically or or with ideas so we're given we're given some um we're given some rope we're given an opportunity we're given the internships and the apprenticeships we're given the do you know what i mean we're given the two three four five seats in parliament 
none of that is producing any level of change really it's not really doing much do you know what i mean so there does need to be a shift and i think that is tearing it up and starting again yeah and i just feel like any shift that has to happen has to start with supporting one another and that is what i think matters the most of anything because you while you're tearing down this part someone else tearing down another part your forces won't be concentrated, they'll spread out everywhere and they'll be defeated, as has been in history, as has been time and time again, which is why we just keep getting snuffed out. We're just not together. Like, it's like, isn't that more important to get together first and then go, um, go on a move? Like, no. So it's not... It's not my humble opinion, no. I don't think we need... To have some sort of unity within, our, within ourselves, it's not important to have that. No, I, I'm not saying that it's not important to have some sort of unity. I think it is important, and, but I think that actually that's a little bit more idealist. I think that what is more for me, like, and I think historically how kind of movements for all of this stuff has worked, and I speak to a lot of people that are very much like, oh, yeah, I would be a black, oh, yeah, Nation of Islam, all of these kind of things eventually at some point because this idea of us getting behind one leader one ideology when when we've got such a myriad of experiences of what blackness is such we're coming from such different positions on what blackness is we can't i don't believe i don't believe that it's realistic to say oh we are going to have one united idea or one united utopia wakanda's it's not real you know what i mean unity doesn't have to look like that Unity to you looks like that because that's how unity has been painted to you. And that's not actually how unity looks on the surface. Unity does not look like that at all. That actually is idealism working towards one. Unity celebrates diversity and difference. However, it unites people on a similar vessel, vessel which is where you're going. You know what I'm trying to say? This unity uniting behind one person is a facade. It's, it's not even one person, but one ideology, or, one, or even one way of doing it. It's not. In my, in my... Yeah, unity doesn't. That's what I'm trying to say. Unity. Oh, yo, yo, wait, let us finish. Our, let us finish our point, then then come in. In my view, I genuinely feel like there are four people in this conversation who have expressed four differences or slightly different, slightly different stances on what we think needs to happen and how. Yeah. Um. But I think that that's fine. Like in my idea of like how to move this conversation forward mm-hmm. around how to combat police brutality specifically, mm-hmm. I feel that all four of us can exist, you know, and all four of us. So if you want to go, if like I'm not saying that ah, oh, if you want to go, I'm not even be like ah, oh, don't do it. If that is what you think, you think you'll be effective. That's cool. Like I think that's that's one that's. And kind of his connection with the Af- Africa, the continent, and um, create whatever it is that's happening there. That can also happen if if Jade wants to create alternative um, platforms of knowledge, and and all that can also happen. I think that what what unity looks like to me is the four of us coming from different standpoints, saying, "Okay, how can I support your team? How can that in as much whether or not I agree the path I'm choosing for myself, but how?" we connect how can we work with with each other as opposed to tapping into the institutions and the systems that already have been fucked they've they've, they've keep fucking us um 
And so how can we kind of support each other in those endeavours? Mm -hmm. To me, it's not as simple as that. Are, um, it's not simple. It's not simple. And we're not going to have the same views on it. It's cool. Mm -hmm. But something needs to shift. And this, this, is, this, oh, is, sorry, whole, this is my whole point. That is what unity is. We've all four of us have come from a different, different perspective, different even feelings internally, physically, and even the fact that, Rala, I'm having a spliff. I'm even, even on a... I'm not even as sober as you lot, some of you, who knows what's happened here. But we're here together, uniting on one channel, expressing our voices to different viewers. That's kind of what unity looks like to me. Not that me, us four are here saying, yes, we all believe in, what's my man's name? Not Umar, whatever, Dr. Umar, he's the right way. Dun -dun -dun -dun. That's not what unity is to me. Dr. That's Umar on the phone. Is, is <laughs> idolizing something. To me, unity is a coming together. It's a it's an open communication. It's in the way of one another and the self respect. Hey, I, one second, let me talk. You asked me to let people talk, so please respect the thing. Okay, bro. All right, go ahead. It's asking people to come together. You get me? And it's asking people to be themselves together, like how we're coming united, not to be one one identity, one thing. That isn't what. I see unity as, like you just said, and unity also does not mean that, but it has meant that for so long, so it's left a confusion and a disconnection with the word and the action, and the acknowledgement of the action, because we're united now, you know, and these micro things can be done on the macro, can be done on the macro thing as well, level as well. So, Are you finished now? So yeah, like, no need for the, this, all this tension, mate, Lex. I <laughs> know, <laughs> right? No, but I hear no. I, I I agree with everyone. I agree with everyone. You don't have um, to agree. Wait, listen, listen. What I'm saying is, yeah. Um. Obviously, ideally, the so the conversation, base what was the was the unlawful killing of a black man in Minnesota. We are all four of us are Londoners from all different parts from in our heritage are all from all different parts of the, the diaspora. Yet we all feel compelled to have a conversation about a man who murdered by a police officer a hundred thousand miles away from where we are. Why is that? That's the unity, you know? That's the unity in it. And again, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that because we're all, we're all black, because we, sh we should be against all injustices, whether that's against our Chinese brothers or our Indian brothers, like it should be against all injustices. Mm -hmm. However, even though I don't believe in the whole notion of people of colour and BAME, but that's another discussion. Um, however, what um, Ez is harking to as well is that unity does see, is, is, is idealistic, it's particularly within our communities. I think for various different reasons. One, because of homogeneity, because us as a people aren't even homogenous. What is that What's that, sorry? What, what does that mean? What? That we're not the Sameness. same. We're not the same. So, like, there's there's an assumption within the the the, the system that we, we we work in and live in, all black people are the same. But we know as black people that we're not. There's tribal differences, country national differences, uh, social economic differences. So we know we're not the same people. When it comes to injustices against us, we all band together because it's like right, we know these injustices are happening purely because our skin complexion is darker than those of our that's the reason why right racism 
is, is okay, racism a whole thing, but anti-blackness is the leading thing that's leading to the murders of all these innocent um, uh, black and uh, um, women in America here in the world. To China and during the COVID-19 crisis, African migrants were getting kicked out of their homes and stuff because they, they were they were seen to be the ones uh, spreading the disease. Like that's anti-blackness. That's what that's what is rooted in 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 the killings of people who look like us. What we, I wanted for us in this discussion initially was to see is it that we can do as black British people, quote unquote, to show our solidarity, but also bring more in our uh, in our realm to to the issues that are happening to uh, African Americans. Because I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I've seen anything on the news. Even though I don't watch the news as, as much as I did before, but I often uh, George Floyd is more about Dominic Cummings going for a 600 mile ride with his missus to test his eyesight. Like we're not we so so this is and this you know. But whereas going back to what Jade was saying, if it was the killing of a, a, a white woman, this would this would be national news. It would definitely be national news. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I yeah, and that and the thing is, and the reason why we find it so difficult to stick to a point is because implications and the when you dig deep into this stuff it really is such a sinister evil thing that leads to this kind of thing that can happen mm-hmm. it's re- like for, for african-americans it's like a 400 year history that, that led to his death you know what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. like it's very crazy because i always say to myself if if either of us were to visit america i personally don't think we'll get killed in that same sort of way purely because you have british accents that will save us. I think our accents will save us. I know what you mean. I was you know trying to say. I was thinking. There's a weird thing. There's a weird thing about um, blackness in America, where African Americans are seen even and just normal black people. If that makes sense. I don't know if any of you lot have read Angela Davis's um, autobiography, but she harks on it in a in, in a in a chapter where her and her sister went to a store and they acted like they were black French and they were getting treated like the queens of England. But when when the people's store owners found out they were African American. They'll treat that shit again. So that's a weird thing that I'm, I don't really understand where it is that you know is something to look into. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's what that's what our that's what you know what we wanted to discuss. And again, I feel like the answer to it is that there is no answer. The thing is, that's, yeah. I, I, that's 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 the sad point. I feel like there's no real answer. You can't, you know, there, there's rioting going on in Minnesota and other various cities across America. You know, until it happens again, like the Mark Duggan killing, and I don't know what's going to spark something more to root to make physical um, actions against the state or the police force, whatever, until something happens again. Even, so, I don't even know. Um, and again, like history repeats itself, in it. But looking back now, when I look back at those riots, um, and when like looking back now with the eyes of an adult, um, I definitely know that that like that's in that period that unrest and that kind of anger that was felt across the country was not. I don't feel like there was it was organized. 
as I think it was targeted, it was very reactionary. Whereas I think in the in the lead up to, let's say for example, there is there is another spark moment, and that's how writing happens in general. There is obviously always a trigger, but in the lead up to the trigger, I guess the question that I've got is what can we do individually in our day to day life to organize and ready ourselves for for a moment? And it doesn't. And and my prayer is that it's not or it, my prayer is that it, someone doesn't need to die for there to be change mm-hmm. um, what can we do in our communities in, in our day to day lives that is kind of organising and supporting each other um, to create change in those micro ways because I, I genuinely I was thinking to myself this morning I was just thinking to myself that Ed, you were tweeting a lot yesterday and anyone that knows me will know I'm not really on chat and shit on the internet, you know. That's personally, that's not my thing. Some people are on that, that's not my thing personally, in it. Um, again, even like podcasting, we're having this conversation now, which is great. Obviously, Jade and I obviously have our own podcast. We have race all the time. That is also great. But in terms of like this specific thing, how is this conversation moving forward? Um, or how would the conversation, aside from that raising awareness, what can we practically do? And I'll be very real with you. I don't have a very like um, and drained uh, because I feel like I don't know. Like I don't know. It's and I'm, I think starting with I don't know is, yeah. is a good place to start. Like you know microaggressions. Um, uh, you know, you've, see, you've seen the video of that, that Karen woman calling the police and uh, the young brother going through the park and all that kind of stuff. Like that could have been another that could have been another cop killing had the police actually arrived on site of that uh, video. I don't know if you've seen that one, but um, oh, that's frozen. Oh, that's a bad thing. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, there's a little. And this is why, this is why this uh, cast or some sort of discussion because a lot of the discussion is now towards what are allies doing. So, what are your 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 white or Chinese or Asian friends doing to, to bring to light to their communities that rah, there's a there's something systemically going wrong in America here to people that seem to be from the African diaspora. What is, what are your friends doing? Cause cool, they want to go to the club with you, listen to, to Puff Daddy and, 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 and shake a leg and drink some rock. Don't wonder, but when it comes to people, when it comes to black people being all willy nilly, they, they be quiet on all the issues. Funny, funny story, yeah. I have an acquaintance from work who I don't know have happened to follow him in IG, which is she 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 snuck through the cracks. I don't know how it happened, but what's it called? Um, yesterday she messaged me like, "Oh, I've I'm really hurt about this, but I don't want to say nothing because I'll come off white savory." Why would you come off white? And she's like proper like blue, whatever they call it, blue blood aristocrat, like proper like white white, like rich white. So what's cool? She was like, "Oh, I'll come back coming off oh say savory." Like I was like, "Listen, if you if you." especially within your community that don't in, that don't link up or talk to black people in general, you need to let know that, right, you're aware 
that there's a fuckery going on in, oh, fair enough, not this country, but there's a fuckery going on that happens, to, that seems to happen only to black people. And I'm aware of it and I feel it's wrong. So just speak on it. I just said, if, even if it's a retweet or something, just you have to speak on it. I'm not, coming, I'm not saying you should come out and come with all the answers because you ain't got the answers, but you have to show people that you're aware of this. And that's all it is, you know? And and I feel like there, that's 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 all it is, really. Just I feel like I feel, what's that? Sorry, I feel like constantly we're, all, we're always touching on the solution and on the answers, but it just keeps just evading us by one second. But it's definitely yeah, it lies within us, like within within what we accept, what we tolerate, yeah, and how we and how we proceed. Yeah, you're right. Maybe there's no, maybe there are no answers, and maybe it, it, this is just the existence that you know black people have to live in in Western society. Maybe that's just it's just how we have to go about it. Like maybe the, you know maybe that's it's just the same thing because shit didn't really change. You know the people that we admire as heroes now, Malcolm X, um, okay, MLK, all them guys, you know we regard them as heroes, yet they were fighting the same injustices that we're, we're seeing today. So it was like, things aren't necessarily changing in that, in that I regard. I think um, on what you're saying there, Lex, um, we're undoing centuries. We're undoing centuries. And we're talking about Malcolm X and MLK. Or you mentioned Malcolm X and MLK. Um, that's the last hundred years. And I think this is what I mean about still existing in, in, in a pre-existing system and trying to get it to work, trying to get it to change. I think it needs to, um, yeah, the paradigm needs to shift or it needs to be burnt down, whatever, you know, um, adjectives you prefer there. Um, but I think also on what you were saying about allies and the white people in our lives I personally very much appreciate the white people that don't necessarily want to on the internet tweet things make posts share and all of that sort of stuff because I think it's there's a point in taking the e out of out of the things that we do um, and that's not just white people that's me too so I think me um gratifying myself by starting a business or becoming an mp or a prime minister i can very much see the ego in that that's not my thing i don't believe that's my thing i believe my thing is to shift the paradigm when it comes to knowledge so it means that i need to serve my community serve black britishness serve people that class themselves as black british serve people that like me um, um, come from multiple heritages so I can't I, Lex I know you can directly you directly know you I can sign post four different countries do you know what I mean across the globe when it comes to where I come from um, and so I do find some semblance so than you do in Britain um, and so for that reason I see my work as killing off my ego somewhat and serving people that are similar to me and doing the right the reading and doing the teaching um, and I personally appreciate the white people that will give me the jobs and will give me the deals to to write the stuff and and read the stuff as well do you know what I mean so um yeah I think that's what what white people can do that's what I think that's what white people can do and I no, you... on the allies no. team 
I something that upset me actually about yesterday and the online space yesterday something that upset me was the amount of conversations that were happening about our so-called allies um I and I, I haven't I haven't said this out loud yet so I don't know how this is going to come out um so I'm literally thinking I'm literally speaking as I think but I feel like we looked white people for some form of that validation or cosign um so I feel like let's say all the white people that I know now posted it and what showed their outrage as much as all the black people are posting it okay what happens now things shit still happening and I feel like when what I, I almost feel like I say we some people to white people to validate our pain our rage if white people are equally angry then yeah this is some this is a just cause some posts still killed even if it is only an internal struggle where it's only us that flag that flag it not take away from kind of, i don't yeah basically i don't think that white people need like white people if you want to get on board and jump on jump on call if you don't want on equally cool um it's not just white people though energy directed at like our white people seeing you lot and do and that i also think that like okay and then what happens next and as well i think that um on the conversation that so something interesting happened um a white friend of mine um and someone that i'm not close to but i've got a lot of time for um did sponsor a post that i put on the um echo chamber instagram and they responded and i felt very like oh yeah man like i'm i'm glad that you and like what they had to say was they were like saying the right thing and i was like yeah man like that feels that feels good that you've acknowledged this and we've had this conversation then I found myself um, kind of affirming. I found or holding them that like, oh, like, I'm glad that you've like maybe like wanting to. When I I felt in that moment, I felt it was important for me to show them that oh, I see that you see me. I'm glad that you see me. Thinking on that now, I woke up and I was thinking about it and I was like, that's more work for me, my G. Like, to be really honest, like, I was, and I'm not saying that, again, someone else might not have responded like me. Like, someone else might have been like, yeah, whatever, you'd be saying this anyway. Like, but I, I was very much like, oh, I'm glad that you've seen, you've seen this, that like, I'm glad that we've had this conversation, short as it is, like, yeah, let's keep, we can just do their thing, basically. But I feel like engaging with their whiteness in, and like, I'm saying whiteness, talking about it structurally as opposed to the individual person, but engaging with whiteness again was energy for me, um, as well meaning as that person was, as well meaning as I was in kind of that, that conversation. Whiteness, energy. And I feel like when it comes to the conversation and what, what I feel is progressive, for me, and somebody else, their goal might be, or their position might be, that they need to engage with the whites, engage with whiteness, get get the academy, get all of these different institutions that whiteness that are kind of exude whiteness into society. They need to get those institutions on board to think how we think, 
and that's cool but for me personally I think for my own that's not my struggle um I don't can care I, can I say something sorry just a really quick one because um, I know everyone wants to say something in response so interesting what you said is um is sorry I um, don't know why it came out like that um I was looking back memories just under blank killed i um wrote a post on facebook saying um why are we only how do we only like we're allowed angry when it's been co-signed and like we've been validated by white people basically um, and i mm-hmm. think that again taking ego out of all of this stuff let's take our ego out just let's just be like let's just be we don't need validation from white people we don't need um yeah we don't we don't need to be validated um, yeah. We don't need to be validated about them, really. I I, I definitely um, agree. I know, like what I said about my point about the um, uh, allies and stuff like that. But it's not about. I don't know if it, it's a it's a tough one. It's not necessarily about validation per se, but it's about basically their silence. Is, silence is deafening, especially in times of 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 our people being oppressed per se. Yeah, it's deafening. This, this pe- people might argue, I call this is remote from our existence as British people. So maybe our friends who are, you know, if our friends are f- all their families from whatever, they don't know nothing about no Minnesota, America. So for them, it's just some shit happening in America. Everyone knows America is a crazy place anyway. But for us, we feel a need to come on here and discuss this that we've created. Our thing's called, our thing's called the news made us do this, reclaiming black boy joy. I don't feel joyous about this. Do you feel joyous at this? Not really. No, I don't feel joyous about this. But we have to discuss this. And I do understand what you're saying in regards to... It's definitely not about white validation. I don't think... Nothing to do with blackness should be linked to whiteness. I think think one of the biggest fights where that's going on now is to separate... I think a lot of people misconstrue uh, success in the black community and stuff linked to white European standards. We shouldn't link nothing to it. It's, it's a separate entity. Or we, we're doing our own beautiful thing. Um, I hear you. Um, I do hear you, but I just think when we, um, you're right, silence is deafening. And sometimes silence is, is synonymous with um, acceptance. And yeah, with acceptance of the fuckery. But yeah. I also think that maybe we should just think, okay, they tweet the things or they put the pictures up. They yeah. convey that they are perhaps outraged. And maybe they're not outraged. Maybe they're just doing it performatively. Yeah, but I think true. what speaks more volumes is I know what I need to do. And so I know where whiteness facilitates what I need to do. Agreed. And as I said, whiteness, whiteness will facilitate what I need to do by make sure I get the deal, make sure I get the place on the bookshelf or in the bookstore. Understand what I'm saying? Make sure I get to the professorship. Make sure I get the qualification. Ensure that those things happen for me to do my work. I don't need to send the tweet. I'm even upset and angry that these pictures are being shared at the frequency yeah. that they're being shared personally. You know, so I just think let's think what do we what do we want the whites to do? Because once you send a tweet, once you send a tweet, is that just okay? Yeah, you've seen it. You care. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. You know. That they need to do with what they need to do. So I think that there are. We do have allies. I actually, we do have allies. I know two. Who? 
one. I, I, like, I know one and a half, one and a half. Let me be so I, I know somebody that is actively, actively um, kind of lives their life in a way that champions black people um, and cha- champions all people, basically. Mm-hmm. And like, cool, that's fine. That you whites that know what is good in life, yeah? You whites that understand righteousness, yeah? <laughs> Go and talk to your fellow whites. It is not my job. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Like, and this is just me being honest because it's like, I've got enough going on. I've got enough going on in my world. I've got enough going on in my life. I'm in our own community here. Then we start this conversation. One saying one, one saying ten, one saying six. We're all, I mean, there's enough going on for me to now be policing what the whites are doing or not doing. I genuinely do feel like there are some people, some white people that are seeking to understand this, that care enough about this. And if those white people hear what I have to say on it or what anybody has to say on it, you then take that button, go to your people them and do what you do the work you need to do over there. But in terms of me engaging with it, my well being, I don't have that that I can't I don't have the minerals for that personally. And again, I'm not saying that I don't speak for all personally, I have the minerals to engage with whiteness. There is enough happening internally that we need to that needs to get put in check for me personally. And um, so whether or not they're tweeting it whether or not they're not tweeting their politics are on point or not on point, the world still looks the way the world looks. That's what I need to give. That's that's what I'm always going to come back to. What are we? Like, something needs to change. What are we doing? You know, like if I just to chime in a little two pence on this um, topic of allies, I just think it's like it's everybody. It's not just the whites. It's people from all over the world. Like they're just showing their true colours. If you're not in if you're not really commenting or disregard or if you're disregarding what is happening here. You know what I mean? Like, it's like more time I always see like black community raising awareness to just general injustices around the world and in terms of issues that, that take place. But I just don't see the same energy being reciprocated when it comes to like causes that affect the black community from in terms of all fronts. Oh. And yeah, that's what, I, that's what I have to but say. Also, sorry, last point on this. <laughs> I don't know why we're shocked by that. that that's the, sorry, that, that's the, the point that when I was thinking about it yesterday, there was bare energy going towards that, ah, oh, silence is definite, all of that. And it is, don't get it twisted. I don't know. We're just tired of supposed to be shocked. Like, shocking still today in this day and age, why we are still expecting yeah, the people that created this system that continue to benefit from this system so it's not it doesn't start it, it's not old just when someone's been killed like if you're getting the jobs that i'm not getting if if the security guards are not following you around the shop mm-hmm. if all of the thing all of the different ways that whiteness um oppresses us in day-to-day lives the mic from microaggressions all the way up straight up murder by people that to support and protect us I don't know why it shocks us but that they don't that they're not they're not standing in solidarity or they're not overly yeah, right. yeah I don't I don't know why again like I said I don't know why is this conversation this this um death in particular this murder in particular really triggered that conversation and I don't know why maybe because it was awesome bro like the way 
the way it happened was just let me finish let me finish, let me finish. i'm saying yeah. i think in america particularly it's because like three things have, i think three or four things have happened like literally in the space of a week you know the murder of ahmad um aubrey um the woman that was trying to call the police on the brother in the park uh uh, and then obviously now George Floyd. So I think all three of them have just been triggering. And it's like, right, like, all this is happening and you lot ain't saying shit. So I think that's probably where the conversation stems from. But I agree with you. It shouldn't it shouldn't even be linked to anyone else but us. We need to do the work for ourselves and ensure that we're protecting ourselves. But obviously we do need allies in this, in this, um, in this fight against injustice for black people, you know? Like it's it's yeah it's yeah so we do. What were you gonna say? Pardon? What were you saying? What were you gonna say? Um, I think that yeah we like need to acknowledge that the news the news definitely made us do this, and it's yeah. been you know it's been great. You know, it's been a great link up with Echo Chamber. It has been. I want to thank uh, the girls from Echo Chamber again for joining us on the, today's podcast it's been um it's been a motive i've honestly like i don't even know where to start like we were supposed to talk about one thing but it led into a whole heap of different things like, yeah. we could literally five of we could do a lot of podcasts on the, some of the subject matter that we discussed like we didn't even get into the whole thing about the whole notion of people of color and being and stuff that's another that's another time another topic but um so i would like to thank jade and ez Big up yourselves. Do you girls want to leave leave your leave your handles and stuff? Yeah, leave your handles and the information. Where can the people catch you? All right, this is your time, brother. Where can the people catch you? Speak up. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, find us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram. Instagram is the Echo Chamber Pod. Echo Chamber Pod. Um, <laughs> Twitter is Echo Chamber Pod underscore. Um, yeah, just. Hit us up and us. Thank you for having us. And um, it's been it was such a good combo. And um yeah, we need to have a drink as soon as yeah. this lockdown's done. <laughs> love, love, love. Hopefully the next time we do record this we'll be able to, you know, see each other, but obviously two meters so, so distancing. <laughs> <laughs>